0: Well, good morning, Hamilton Elam.
1: Good morning. morning.
0: Oh, fellas, you need to come up to South Auckland. Like, come on, good morning, good Hamilton morning. Elam. Okay, we'll get there. We'll work, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Hey, it's really good to be home. Like every, no matter where I go in the world, somehow this is always home. Yeah, and um, and I, I guess it's because it's about 39 years ago or something, I think it was, um, I rode up to the doors of Hamilton Elam. It was back in Kofi Street back then. And, um, and in all my arrogance of my 21 years, I walked in there to tell the pastor about how God wasn't real and God was just in his imagination. And uh, God was a crutch for the weak. And uh, fortunately, Rex Manson at the time, a real man of faith, he didn't argue with me. He just said, Listen, do you want to meet God? I was like, Why what? what do you mean I just I just told you that God's not real, you know? But I thought, aha. Let him do his woo prayer stuff, right? And then after that I'll be able to say, see, I told you God's not real. So it went something like this. He prayed touched me on the forehead, I hit the floor, about an hour later, I woke up again, speaking in tongues, giving my life to the Lord, the Lord Jesus came into my life, turned my life around, transformed my whole direction, and that's been no looking back ever since, and that's it. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty, life-transforming God, amen? Amen. And I'm so pleased to be here with some of my brothers um, from the Redeemed, we ride together, Ride. We wear the banner. Fly the banner, as we say. And uh, this morning, we've got John's going to come up and just say a few words, give a bit of a testimony. So, give him a big welcome, John.
1: Hey. Hey. Hey, John. Hello. Let's go. Hello, fellow everyone. My name is John Liotta. I'm married to my wife Te Koro and um, I've got um, my son here, Matt, and my daughter at home. Um, I was born and raised up in South Auckland, Ōtara. Um, the seed was sown many years ago growing up, um, you know, where I went to a Samoan church. I didn't understand one word because my Samoan wasn't that good. So I would walk in the front of the church and straight out the back door and I started my street life then, growing up. I met my wife several years later, and uh, we both started um, business dealing drugs and alcohol. So to us, back then it was a good life. The money was good. With me, I put myself at the top of the pedestal, and then I was just really selfish and mean to everyone. But I showed my kids back then, hey, you know, money and power, that was it. 2018 I met the brother Alex here there was a lot of people there was telling me come to church, come to church, come to church I met the brother Alex Pastor Alex and he, he told me about the good stuff that Elam Church was doing man I got so hooked the next week I went to a means group Yeah, and then the following sund- Sunday after that I went into church and I gave my heart to the Lord yeah. yeah. I, I, I really struggle because, you know, it's, it's not something that I want to bring up every time about what I did in the past because I was, that was real selfish of me. I learned a lot when I came in, you know, with, with church and stuff like that. And there's a few moments that I want to share with you guys. The first one was when I accepted God into my heart. I went to Pastor Alex. I was, like, bawling out, thinking to myself, mate, I'm having all these nightmares. What's wrong with me? You know, all I'm seeing is faces of people that I've heard in my past. But then I understood later on that this is God breaking down these walls of my past. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And then the second one really moment that touched my heart was I was, I was eating with my wife in KFC. And then I just broke down in tears and, and I was begging my wife for forgiveness. You know, it was really hard, but I tell you, man, that what was lifted from me after, you know, getting forgiveness from my wife, it was such a blessing.
0: Come on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: So I thought I just wanted to share with you guys, you know, that there is power and change. Yeah. You know, I wake up every day now looking at my wife, telling my wife she's beautiful. I wake up every day thinking to myself, how am I gonna make people happy? Wow. Right. So yeah, and I thought I'm gonna try one more thing too. So I thought I'm gonna have a prayer. So can we pray, please? Come on. Thank you, Father, for blessing me with the opportunity to share my story of my past and hope it touches someone out there. You know, let them know that there is power of change. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.
0: Amen. John, so yeah. <laughs> come on. Power of change. That's the God we serve, isn't it? Amen. Transforming life, changing. Man, that's what it's all about. I don't know about you, but does it seem there's a lot that's change? Of go- there's a lot of change going around at the moment. Have you noticed that? Oh, not down here in Waikato. Oh, it's all the same. It's, uh, it's only those Auckland fellows that are changing and dealing with COVID and uh, we keep, we're getting so used to lockdown now, it's just become an optional. Uh, most restaurants you'll see, do you want to select the COVID option? Or um, we, we're totally into it, but uh, it seems that times there are changing, right? And, um, and sometimes it's like waves of change keep coming. Different seasons, and uh, when I look back, you know, I can't believe how many years ago it was now that the church um, actually had the faith in Lisa and I to believe that we could go out and, in some small way, change the world. Um, and there's a, we've got uh, an over here. I thought if you look back there, the, some of you may remember, some maybe not. Yeah, we were pretty green back there. I see Mike's going, Yeah, yeah I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, we were sent out from here to go into the world and to try and spread the gospel. We went and we planted churches in Mongolia, and then we uh, got into relief and development and working refugee camps and war zones and all that kind of stuff. And all these uh, adventures we've had in faith, we've captured as much as we can in here. And there's crazy, like, no matter what kind of story you like, um, there's something in there. There's war stories in there. There's stories of disasters and adventures and romance. And uh, between my wife and I, it's okay. Um, you know, it's, it's all kind of in there. And, but one thing we've learned as we've gone along is that every step we take has to be a step of faith, right? We very quickly, we run out of the ability to manage and to do things ourselves. Is that right? Uh-huh. Uh, not just me. Well, I find anyway, I very quickly am lost. I have so many times been out of, out of my depth, out of control, not knowing what's going on, just going, Oh, God, help. Yeah. Help me. Okay. Yeah? Okay, a couple of nods. Right, I'm okay. I'm on safe territory here, right? Do you ever... Do you ever are you ever amazed at how quickly change can come upon us. The storms of life can come upon us. You know, you just walk it along minding your own business, and next minute, boom, COVID's here. Next minute there, it's like, what do you mean, doc, I've got cancer? Or what do you mean uh, my wife's leaving me? Or what do you mean I've made redundant, I've got no job anymore? It's like, these storms of life can steal up on us yeah. so quickly. And uh, you ever been in a in a natural storm where you're walking along and suddenly it's like the heavens opened and you found yourself just in a downpour. Um, that happened to us one time in, in Thailand. We were, we'd been up frozen solid in Mongolia. We came down to Thailand to thaw out a bit and Lisa's mum and dad were with us. We were on this nice island doing our thing and Lisa's dad needed to fly back early. So in Thailand, they have those long tail boats. You ever seen these? Um, I think, yeah, there we go uh there's not much to them really and uh, everybody uh, uses those around the place and that so we'd gone back and we had to get back to our island and normally when you go down to the beach there's half a dozen skippers there and they're all like yeah yeah take my boat take my boat take my boat and uh, but this time no one wanted to know they were like yeah can you take us no can you take us no can you take us no finally uh Lisa and her were like um Alex uh We get a feeling we should just stay here the night and let's just try tomorrow. But you know me, I'm like, no, no, I've got this, I've got I'll find a boat, you know. And so I'm just digging deeper in my pocket going, yeah, yeah, twice the price, three times, four times. Finally, one guy says, all right, I'll take you, but go, come on, quick, quick, quick. So we jump in the boat, off we go, we get halfway across and the beautiful sunny sky, suddenly it all changes the storm comes, and it's like this wall of black, angry cloud that just rolls in, and the wind starts whipping along, and the waves are climbing up, and and the rain is not falling down this way, it's, it's falling this way somewhere, it's just defying gravity as it's driving into our faces, and you ever seen that um, Perfect Storm movie? And uh, that's what it feels like, we're in this little tiny boat, and we're going up the side of these waves, and it's going, put, put put, put 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 put. putt, putt, put. On the other side, right? And every time we go up there, I'm thinking, it's going to stop, it's going to stop, it's going to stop. And uh, man, we worry. And I look across at Lisa, and Lisa's just got that. You know the look, guys, The I told you so, look. Yeah, you wouldn't listen, right? And uh, so I think, well, what we need is the troops need a bit of, bit of morale boosting here. So I launch into a bit of song, you know, and that's what they really need to make it all better, and know oh, that just went from bad to worse. And I don't know what was worse, the driving rain or the looks from my mother-in-law and my wife, you know? Um, but we were really worried. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves in unfamiliar territory, in circumstances that were really bad. When we finally did, two hours later, finally got to the island, uh, we saw coconut palms had been blown over and roofs had been blown off. And it was just this full-on thing. And that morning, everything looked beautiful. But too often in life, we can find ourselves in that same situation, can't we? Where you're going along and you think everything is cool and then all of a sudden it changes. And that's the moment when we discover what kind of faith we have. Do we have the faith that stands the test of time? that can stand in the face of the storms of life or not? Do we, do we know how to ride out the storm or do we struggle to survive in the midst of it, hit by those waves of uncertainty, hit by, by the, the feel like we're drowning in pain and and. and not knowing what's coming next. I I was talking with this guy a couple weeks ago, and he was like, Alex, he says, I feel like it's just been one thing after, and I feel like one wave after another is just hitting me, and I can't draw breath. I feel like I'm drowning. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know that feeling, right? And I believe that that part of the reason we get to that feeling is because we've been sold a fake faith we've been sold a counterfeit faith. And that counterfeit faith goes something like this. God is the mighty, shiny ATM machine in the sky. And all you have to do is to take your faith card and you go out and you put it into the slot and you dial up what kind of blessing you need and God must give me the blessing in the denominations I want you know what I'm talking about you know this kind of faith right I want riches God give it to me lay it on me I want full health come on God you're taking too long I want prosperity and no suffering and all of that where is it God what's wrong with that kind of faith problem with that kind of faith right doesn't stand up to the test of the waves of change and challenge that come along in our life. And we find ourselves all of a sudden with our faith departed, lost and alone, and we don't know where to turn. See, who knows that life isn't really like that, right? Life has storms. Storms are a part of life. Who knows that we follow the Jesus who knew what it was to suffer. He was called the man of sorrows. And that wasn't a fun title for anyone, right? And if we're going to follow in his footsteps, we shouldn't be surprised when we face tough times. And I'm sorry if anybody told you, come to Jesus and everything's going to be cool after that. Man, brother, sister, I'm sorry to break it to you. But what we do have is a God who never leaves us yeah. or forsakes us. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You see, it's like this, right? Paul, Paul laid it out very clear in Romans 5, 3 and 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Oh, man. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit he's given us. Who knows that it's in the fire of the challenge, of difficulties, of feeling like we're out of our depth and we're struggling and we don't know what's coming next. That's the place that we grow That's the place where we become strong. That's where we're lifted up into a new level of faith and understanding about the power and the love of Jesus Christ working in us and through us in our life. That's where we find that. If, there's a big if there. If we have the faith that can sustain us through the fire, sustain us through the storm, Amen? Amen. Okay, now the thing I love about God is God never leaves us in the lurch, right? He never says, "Ah, oh, well, you know, you need that faith, but it, you you work it out on your own." Love, we've got our handbook for life. We've got the Word of God, and I love that it says here in Proverbs three five to six. God lays it out really clearly. How do we develop that faith? First, we trust in the Lord with all our heart. We lean not on our own understanding, we submit all our ways to Him, and He will make our path straight. Four-step plan to faith. And I love that God lays it out so simple for people like me, otherwise we get really confused and we don't know what to do, right? Okay. So let's break that down a bit. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You know, the worst thing you can do when the waves are coming is to resist the wave, right? Right? I love the beach, like the beach is my happy place. And I love to dive in the water and I'm swimming around and, and I love, you know, you dive in the waves and you're on top and you go, Lisa, my wife, hates the beach. She's like, in the surf is not a natural environment for man. You should not do it, it's dangerous. And um, we have to literally try and drag her into the water and she <laughs> literally kicks and screams and bites and scratches. And like, it's, she, she just doesn't like being there. And why? Because I see her, when she goes into the water, she's like, it's me against the wave. And she fixes herself, and she gets battered and battered and battered, right? When we resist the wave, that's when we feel that pounding, right? You know what? God never told us to resist the wave. God said, I'm going to make a way through it. I'm going to use the wave to take you into a new place that. But to do that, we have to stop fighting against it. We have to put our trust that God is going to use these waves to take us into new places, into a new era, into something different. But to do that requires trust. We've got to trust Him beyond trusting in our circumstances. You know, we were, um how are we going for Tom? we got Tom one more story in there. Yeah, okay. So, we had another holiday I, I don't know why our disaster stories are always on our holidays like, like being on the field and uh, it was much easier than being on holiday sometimes um, my mum my was in Queensland so she said hey come out and I'm going to rent this houseboat for a few days and we'll go up this beautiful river we'll sit back there in the sun we'll do some fishing and I thought oh sounds beautiful we can come out of freezing Mongolia thaw out in, in Queensland this will be awesome you know so we get on this houseboat, and the first day's all good, and then you can guess it, right? By that night, the storm clouds start to roll in again. And I didn't know that in a river, you can have waves, like serious waves. Did you know that? Like, I thought rivers were kind of exempt from waves or something, but man, suddenly these waves are building up, the wind is blowing, and, and, and the problem with houseboats is they're like biscuit tins. They're as high as they are wide and they've got and the wind just grabs the side of them. And so we thought, oh, we need to find some shelter. And we found a little bend in the river and thought, okay, this looks good. There was a nice shiny new anchor and we put that out, you know, I thought, great. And my mum being an old sailor, she knew how to take a bearing and she looked and say, okay, we'll just make sure that the anchor's set good. And you know, oh, a few minutes later, well, that anchor was not holding. And we we're being dragged back across towards the opposite shore where there was all these rocks. And so this is no good, so turn the engine back on, Alex gets up the front, get there, pull up this bloomin' anchor, right? and away we put putt, putt across the, across the uh, river and put it down again. We said, right, maybe this time. Uh, Same thing, drag, drag, drag. Do you know we spent the entire night going back and forth across that stupid river because the anchor would not hold? It turned into the holiday from hell. It was horrible and it was cold and it was windy and, and I was so tired to hold up that stupid anchor. It was a dangerous situation for us because our safety depended on us being able to stay fixed to one spot. And who knows in life, any time, that our security depends on remaining in one situation, in one set of circumstances, who knows we're in trouble then, eh? Amen? That is a recipe for disaster in our life. Too many times, we want to treat God the same way. Rather than having faith in God, I want to have faith in my ability to twist God's arm to keep things the way it is in a way that I'm comfortable and that, um, that I'm happy with, right? And we call that faith. You know, when real faith goes like this, God, I don't trust in my circumstances because I know my circumstances change. But rather I trust and I, my faith is in you, the person of God, the character of God. Because I know you are trustworthy, oh God. I know you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. My faith is in you, oh God, not in the situations, not what I can see through these natural eyes, not what I can see happening around me, but rather in the person of my heavenly Father who loves me and desires good things for me and knows... The best way forward in my life. Jeremiah 29 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. If we are going to be able to ride the waves of change and challenges, ride through the storm, we have to first be able to trust the Lord our God. Amen. Amen? Okay, lean on you not on, a, on your own understanding. We live in a society that is really knowledge-based these, these days, right? Where it's all about learning, scientific discovery, new things happening, new technology, new this, new that, right? All this understanding. And that's cool. Like I love it that I can get on the TV and between my brother. Here's his plex of lemon. He's got like every movie that's ever been created on this thing. And and it's awesome. You just sit there with your little clicker and, and I can watch any of my favorite movies. Like that's a good thing, you know. But technology and knowledge comes with a price. Amen? And the price is this. We lose the mystery around us. The more that we know and understand the more we lose an appreciation for mystery, that there are things that we don't understand. We don't value mystery the same way. And so when we go to God, we're saying, God, okay, tell me everything. Lay out your plan. I want to have a look, step one to 10, and I want to know all the bits in between. I want to know how it's all going to work and, and why this. And, and God, I did not understand why you did that there. You need to, you need to clarify yourself yourself. Around you know, and we go with this idea that I have a right to know and to understand, and and my understanding first needs to get it, and then I'll trust you, God. But who knows, God doesn't work that way, right? Who knows, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Isaiah 55 8 to 9 For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my way, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. It's okay that we don't understand it all. Yeah. It's okay that there are times when are like, God, I don't know why I have to go through this. I don't know why. I know you could snap your fingers and heal me instantly. Lord, I don't understand why I'm needing to walk through this, but that's okay because my faith is not based on whether I understand everything. It's based on the fact that you understand everything and you are worthy because you are God, not me. Amen? Okay, step three, in all your ways submit to him. In, in Arabic, there's a, there's a saying that's often used, inshallah, and it comes from the Quran, uh, the idea being that the future belongs to God. And that So anything we say we want to do, the, the, the phrase that goes with it is inshallah or God willing. God willing this will happen, God willing it will happen. So when I was living there, I picked up this habit of saying inshallah a lot. And, um, and that was okay. But then one day I said to myself, you know, do I really mean that? Is that really, am I serious when I say that? Or am I just saying it? You know, am I really submitting the future to you? or am I still trying to be in control? Yeah. When we come to the Lord, you know, we, we say, yes, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. And that's all good. But that's not where the journey of submission finishes. That's where it starts, right? That's where it's like, and then God goes, great, fantastic, you've done that. Now, what about this area over here? Ooh, ooh no, well, what about that one? Oh, no, God, no, we're not going there. And what, about, oh, man. You know, there's no quick fixes when it comes to submission. There's no easy. You know, that's where the rubber hits the road with our faith, right? Are we really prepared to surrender and to go on that journey of surrendering? And here's something I I, want to leave you. Take this away. The more that our lives we submit to God, the freer we become from the chains of circumstance that would stop us riding the wave. Let me give you this, a bit of a mouthful, okay? The more in our lives we submit to God, the freer we become from those chains of circumstance that bind us and that stop us from being able to ride the wave. To ride the wave, we've got to let go and let God. Finally this morning, He will make our path straight. You know, God doesn't leave us in the storm, it's not like the storm comes and says, right guys, I'm off, I'll see you afterwards. The storm is where we find God. The, The storm is where we can sense His presence. The storm is where we can look to Him for direction rather than being lost and, oh God, what's going on and what's happening and, no. As we look to Him for direction, As we ask him to reveal, Lord, what is your will in the midst of the storm? That's when God can begin to reveal to us and to make those straight paths, right? That's when he begins to show us the way forward. And we see that, yes, yes, in him, there is a way through every storm. Amen? I want to leave you with this um, last thought about eagles. I love eagles. Something about eagles. Eh? They're just quite majestic in, in that, you know? And um, the eagle is made, there's something quite unique about eagles. When most birds take off when the storm comes, I don't know where birds, do you know where birds go when the storm, I don't, I don't know where they go, but they always seem to disappear, right? The eagle loves the storm. The eagle is made uniquely able to ride out the storm they have the ability to lock their wings apparently and um and this they can they can soar higher and higher and higher on the storm until they break through the clouds and once again see the sunlight There's something amazing. You and I are uniquely made to be able to ride out the storms of life and not be swamped by it, but rather to use those things that are happening, those waves of change, to ride those waves and to lift up above the challenges, to rise in our faith into a new level of relationship, understanding with God, seeing the power of God moving in our lives, in us and through us in the most difficult of circumstances and testify for a world that desperately needs Jesus. This is what it means to be a child of God. I am uniquely made to ride the storms of life. Amen.